Hi everyone, I'm Cindy Shibris and welcome to my podcast, Joining the Job Queue. In this series, I seek out expert advice on how to survive and thrive in this COVID recession. I'm on the hunt for the silver linings in this big fat rain cloud and I'm finding plenty. I hope you pick up some good tips as you try to navigate your own way through this. I reckon we can get through this together. So my guest today is Sonia Reynolds, nutritionist and life coach with local Inner West Business Studio U. Sonia is the person I turn to when my diet needs some attention. If I'm feeling run down or my iron levels are low, which happens now and again, Sonia makes sure I'm eating the right foods and getting all the right nutrients. Now that I don't have a job, I've turned again to Sonia because I want to make sure I'm eating as well as I can on a budget. I also want to know, are there certain foods that can help boost my mood or energy in times of stress or uncertainty? And I'm pretty sure she's not going to say chocolate, (laughs) (laughs) but let's find out. Welcome to the podcast, Sonia. Thanks for having me, Cindy. I love it that you asked me. And, you know, I'm not anti-chocolate. I just want to say that, but we'll get into it further in a sec. Okay, sounds really, really good. So before we get into the specifics about food, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what got you interested in a career in nutrition? I, in my previous life, I, when I was younger, I worked in advertising and I was in account service and I looked around and people in senior positions did not have families or kids and I'd just gotten married and I thought, well, that's not for me. I wanna have kids. Um, What can I do? What interests me? And I'd started to see a naturopath and I was like, I wanna do that. I wanna heal people. And it's really interesting. I know we're talking about joining the job queue again and maybe perhaps rethinking our careers and where we're going to. And that's what I did. So um, I already had a mortgage, so I couldn't go into full-time naturopathy study. Uh, so what I did was naturopathic nutrition. So I did that over three years, part-time, at night, worked during the day as well uh, in a, a career change to, to manage that. And I started practicing nutrition once I was 30. Go back onto food, and I just want to hop back on that little <laughs> chocolate question again. How much chocolate could I reasonably have? Do you think? I think that's so funny that you asked that because I'm a real. As I said, I'm a realist. I believe that you should have a little bit of what you want. So deprivation makes you want something, or makes me want something more. Are you the same? If yeah. I say don't have it, you're like, all I want is the chocolate. So the first thing that I would say is look at the quantity. Don't eat too much. Don't eat a block of Cadbury's, no. Secondly, look at the quality now that I've mentioned that. So for me, what I recommend is a couple of squares, literally three or four squares of dark chocolate, not crappy milk chocolate that's had all this sugar, um, you know, added. Chocolate should be a bitter, it's a bitter food. So just remembering that. So quality, quantity, and why? Why are you eating it? Why do you want chocolate all the time? Are you looking for it as a, a, a you know, a support, a, a, a reward, and using food as a reward and really it not being much of a reward at all? 
I can tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, what? Because I've, I've been doing some study and I've had an assignment due and I think it's a stress response. I don't know why. Is it is it a way of procrastinating? Or, yeah. It, it's definitely, like, I'm, I'm aware of it. But it's pleasure it's a stress, as well. It's a stress result. Yeah. yeah. You're going, like, I'm working so hard, where's my reward? And you should do that when you study as well. I've just finished doing some study too, so I completely relate to that. It is procrastination. You go in the cupboard and look around, right? So how I circumnavigated that is that <laughs> is that I did herbal teas or I'd have a little bit of something like get the dark chocolate and get the three pieces and that's your reward. Actually, you know what? Someone gave me a herbal tea the other day. It was licorice and mint or something Yum. and it was so sweet. It was actually really nice. So that's great that you said that because I was thinking that as well. Licorice is actually quite a sweet tea. And what's great about licorice is that it actually helps with the stress response as well. So you're doing yourself complete service drinking the herbal tea rather than having a, a stimulant, which is what, uh, you know, cheap chocolate is as well. Okay. So let's move on uh, for a little while and talk about how you would approach food shopping on a budget so my income has dramatically dropped and I think while I always think I was a little bit budget conscious anyway uh, now I'm going to the shopping uh, to the shopping center and I'm really 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 going you know do I really need that yeah. but have you got any tips on how you would approach food shopping on a budget and particularly like in my instance I, you know I have a family to feed. Have you ever tried a fruit and veg, like a local co-op fruit and veg box? Like someone goes and shops for you at the fruit markets. I know I've got someone in my local area. I just went onto my Facebook page for my local area and looked up um, whether someone had fruit and veg box. And for $40, I get this huge box of fruit and veg delivered when I want it delivered. So it'll be fresh, it'll be market prices. I get way more than if I went to the shop. So wow. I'd look into that, Cindy. Absolutely. So the fruit and veg box for me, I absolutely think you should shop off a list. I think you're right. I think you should set a budget if you know what it is and shop off a list and then meal prep. One of the best ways to save money when you go to the supermarket is don't go down the middle aisles. The middle aisles are all the packaged foods. Mm. So if you know you're on a budget, don't go there. And you won't get the Tim Tams because you're not walking past them. What do you think of that? If only it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no. get your fruit and no, veg no. box and then you don't even know. Well, that's to. right. No, I'm not much of a Tim, uh, a Tim Tam girl, but I'll, I'll often buy food and, and freeze it so that it lasts longer. I, I, there's nothing worse than... You know, you've bought all this fresh fruit and veg and then a week later you open the crisper and it's all dead. Totally. So I've, I've started taking the time because I guess I've got the time now to cut up all the vegetables like celery, green beans, cauliflower, anything that I might find on sale or might be a good price or might be seasonal. Mm. I chop it up, shove it in the freezer um, and it's there when I need it. So I guess that's another thing that you can do. Yes. Uh, I buy organic frozen fruit and veg. So some vegetables like broccoli are heavily sprayed with right. chemicals and anything that you eat the skin off or you eat the leaf off 
have, have been sprayed and you're going to be eating those chemicals, obviously you're going to wash it, but there could be still residue. So I make a conscious choice to choose certain fruit and vegetables like berries and broccoli and cauliflower and get those frozen and then you don't even have to worry about them going off because there's been so many times when that little, you know, bunch of broccoli becomes wilted in the in yeah. the in the fridge and that's so are there any specific foods that you'd look to include to perhaps help you manage stress or to to feed a more positive mood absolutely the two key or three key ones i think about is b vitamins so our b vitamins are naturally found in nuts and seeds and green leafy vegetables they're the main ones the foods that I like to, to eat daily to manage my stress response contain B vitamins, magnesium, and zinc. These are all found in nuts and seeds, green leafy veggies, so things like broccoli, baby spinach, rocket, to name a few, cacao, so real chocolate comes from cacao. Oh. And it's full of magnesium. And that is one of the reasons they suggest that you crave chocolate around your period is that you're craving the magnesium, oh. FYI. Oh. I meant to say that to you earlier. And the last one is meat. So red meat's a really good source of zinc, so are oysters. So trying to include a variety of foods but optimising good quality organic meat, Green leafy veggies, nuts and seeds would be my um, everyday eating and, and chicken and fish. And what we want to be eating every day is sufficient protein. So don't think of meat straight away when I say protein. It can come in those nuts and seeds. It can come in fish. Uh, it can come in tofu or tempeh. But why protein is so important is that it is the building blocks of our neurotransmitters. So what are neurotransmitters? I was just going to ask that very question. <laughs> so things like your dopamine and serotonin, so your mood uh, neurotransmitters are built from protein and B vitamins, magnesium and zinc. Wow. So they're really important for that. I also suggest keeping it really simple and eating real food. Eating real food, not buying all the packaged sugary foods that are gonna start making your blood sugar wobbly. What's really interesting is that cortisol, which is part of our stress response, mm -hmm. what it does is that it creates glucose, so gl gluconeogenesis, so creating glucose, so that you can run from the saber-toothed tiger for flight or fight. However, what happens when you're chronically stressed is that you're chronically influencing your blood sugar levels. So having protein throughout the day will help manage those blood sugar levels as well and keep you feeling safe. Okay, because for me, I think that saber-toothed tiger is every time I turn on the news <laughs> and they go, oh my God, there's no jobs, you know, there's a recession. Is it a recession? Is it a depression? You know, and so yeah. that, you know, you just find yourself going, <gasps> and so I've, I've just, I just don't listen anymore. So that's one way to manage it. 
I relate to you. I feel similarly. I have to really manage what I allow into my world. We have to stay informed, but at the same time, we don't want to be alarmed. And our body will absolutely, if you think that you're stressed, you are stressed. Your body is having a stress response. Wow. It's called perceived stress. So even if you're if you perceive that you are stressed, then you are stressed and you are having a physiological reaction to that. So things like drinking licorice tea, um, keeping crappy foods out that could dysregulate your blood sugar, um, but at the same time looking for pleasure, um, you know, having a little bit of dark chocolate, having a bath with some magnesium salts, thinking about what we can do in our lifestyle, like yoga, that can take us out of the flight or fight. But I have to be honest with you, Cindy, that's what I'm seeing in clinic at the moment. Lots of very stressed, um, quite uh, low moods as well. So I'm trying to give them, um, I'll, I'll use therapeutic supplements as well, Cindy. So I will use foods, but I'll absolutely prescribe high dose B vitamins, high dose magnesium when someone's really stressed. Yeah, and, and we really should mention alcohol here, shouldn't we? Because while I might joke to my friends that I've developed a real taste for Aldi wines, <laughs> I know that alcohol is a depressant, isn't it? And it can strip your body of vitamin B. No question. Alcohol is a depressant. Two things. What's really interesting about alcohol metabolism is that it binds to zinc. So you need zinc to metabolise your alcohol. So if you're using all your zinc up to, to get rid of the, the alcohol in your body, you're not actually using it to make your neurotransmitters. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're going to be drinking alcohol on a frequent basis, my prescription would include B vitamins and zinc because they're both used up to break down the alcohol and excrete it. And I'm not a teetotaler. I'm all for a glass of wine or two. Sorry, I'm going to laugh here. Is that the old, yeah, you know, have, have a Barocca before you go for a night out? Trick? Yes. <laughs> I would say better quality B vitamins than a Barocca, but that's just me. Um, but yes, a Barocca before bed or really before you go out, not before bed, because B vitamins are wakeful. Um, so yes, taking them before you go out, taking some zinc before you go out. Um, or in the morning, obviously once you've eaten, having some good quality protein there. But there are ways to check if you're zinc deficient. Um, so if you're going to be drinking alcohol on a frequent basis, that's something that if you're a client of mine, I'd be testing for you. Yeah. Okay. So what are some other things that you might do to save money? So I was thinking, you know, when I've got time on my hands, I like to bake biscuits or muffins or make scrolls for the kids lunch boxes certainly cheaper than the store-bought yeah. options and I always put either a lot less sugar in than the recipe says or actually I've just found a muesli bar recipe that doesn't have any sugar in it, in it at all and that my kids love wow. so yeah I know it's just I like, want that I know I've been searching for a very very long time so, yeah, so what are some other things that you can do? Maybe it feels a bit like for the family, it's a little bit of a treat, but it's not, it's not like you say, going into the middle aisle, uh, buying, buying the Tim Tams or the chocolate biscuits when you can probably make them uh, for half the price at home, but also, also you know, less, less sugar and less additives. For sure. One of the things that I do is that I 
my kids love Chinese, especially one child of child loves Chinese. So I'll make my own um, Chinese fried rice. Um, I'll try and do a stir fry. So finding their favorite takeaway foods and then making your equivalent, like you said, with the muesli bars. Mm -hmm. I love that. Another way that I watch what I spend is like I'll go to the markets rather than the supermarkets and see what I can get there. Well, I think the other thing, uh, if I could just interject there about the markets, I know in our area, in a lot of areas now, they do have farmer's markets. And I guess that by going to a, a farmer's market, you're actually supporting someone else sure. that direct, you know, a family business that, that needs the money and needs the job. Plus you're doing something good for your family and your nutrition at the same time. Yeah, love it. And it's going to be more seasonal and fresh. It's going to potentially be a, a more local um, fruit and veg. Um, so Sonia, you're also a life coach, which I didn't know before I set up this interview. So I'm curious to know what lessons can we take from a life coaching perspective that might help us during this very weird and wonderful time? It's a great question and it's something that I'm working on myself, Cindy. I'm certainly not a perfect human being. Um, I'm a human being having a very human experience and you know I've never lived in a pandemic before so I'm figuring it out but something that I do know for sure is that we need to prioritize looking after ourselves especially if we have children and self-care is such a buzzword now but it really means for me putting yourself on the to-do list and prioritizing yourself and being kind to yourself and part of that is choosing to eat good food and nourish your body choosing to go for a walk and nourishing your body in that way going to a yoga class and having that time out and and really filling your own cup I'm using all these buzzwords but genuinely looking after yourself because your kids you need to support others, so you need to support yourself first. So I think right now the best thing that you can be doing is looking after yourself, Cindy. It's really interesting that you say that because a lot of people that I've interviewed for this podcast series have said self-care. Oh. <laughs> I know, like look after yourself. And, it, and when I first found out that I was going to be joining the job queue, mm. the, the thing that most of my, my friends and colleagues said to me was just find a way to look after yourself, get a routine, don't let yourself fall into a rut. So immediately people sort of gathered around and, and they had self-care at the top of their list. So mm. it's certainly something that that maybe there's more of an awareness of at the moment, but hearing it and, and, and using the words and doing it are probably two different things. I love that you just said that. That's why life coaching for me really comes to the forefront because it's about accountability. So you're, what I hear you saying is that there needs to be that accountability picture to be able to make changes sometimes. So you've got someone on the, you know, on the sidelines going, hey, Cindy, you can do it. Um, you know, what steps are you taking to do X or Y? So if you've fallen into a rut, just change one thing 
don't overwhelm yourself. So when we say self-care, even that can sound overwhelming, right? Like yeah. it's like, take care of yourself. What does that actually mean? So what it means to me is choosing one thing that you're gonna work on. So even if it is, I'm going to plan out that I have three healthy breakfasts and no matter what, I'm gonna choose one of them. Because I know when I eat a healthy breakfast, this is how my day looks like. Or I know that I need to do yoga three times a week in order to feel calm and rested. So then I would prioritize that, make it a habit before you go and add anything else. So don't have to do everything at once, choose one thing, but there's a book, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And what he says is to have it stack. So even though I've said, you know, do one thing at a time, what he does say is habit stack. So if you know that you will always brush your teeth and you're never flossing, like habit stack that you do the brushing the teeth and do the flossing. Or I always walk the kids to, to school, but what I can do is add on an extra 30 minutes walk and then you're, you know that's your routine, you know that's your habit and you can just build on it as opposed to creating a new one. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. And, and lastly, Sonia, you're going to give us a song for our Spotify playlist, um, which you can find more about in the show notes if you're listening. And we're going to get something extra from you as well, aren't we? Yes. So my song is Sunday Best. It's a current song and I really like that it says feeling good like I should. Um, the kids and I will put it on and sing a tune. It's a little sing-along sing number, which is always good for us. And my extra is a macadamia strawberry smoothie and everyone loves it and I'm pretty sure you love that smoothie too. Well, it, yes, <laughs> it was one of my favourite recipes that I got from you. Yeah, so it's really yummy. It's full of good fats and uh, strawberries, avocado, um, it's refreshing and easy to make. So one of the life hacks that I do with smoothies is that I have a smoothie drawer or a smoothie level of the cupboard. So all you have to do is literally go pick, 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 dump, buzz, drink. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a next from your advertising yeah, days, is, isn't it? Yeah, click, 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 sure. buzz, drink. <laughs> sure. So for me, keep it simple. A smoothie is a great way to start the day at the moment and full of good fats that are going to help support your mood and your brain. Well, that is terrific. Thank you so much, Sonia. It's been lovely talking to you today. And thank you so much for being part of this podcast. Thank you, Cindy. You're such a fun person to be with and everyone's so lucky to have this service available in what's been a pretty tricky time. So I think what you're doing is amazing and thank you for having me. Thank you. It's absolutely my pleasure. You've been listening to Joining the Job Queue. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe and leave a review on your favourite podcasting app. If you have an idea for an episode or interview, please get in touch at joiningthejobqueue, that's one word, at gmail.com. See you next time.